here as we're this morning in Luke chapter 2. And I want you to look with me at verse number 14. Luke chapter 2 and verse 14. Glory to God in the highest and on earth peace, goodwill toward men. You know that statement on earth, peace. And I've mentioned it several times already this month about peace. But there is something about this time of year where people lose their peace. They lose their peace because of the hectic hectic season, schedules that change, the pressures of of having all the right presents and getting everything done and all the decorations being just perfect. Uh, the, the tree, we were joking about it this morning, the tree that's out in the foyer. Uh, when the ladies were putting the, uh, that tree and decorating it, they needed somebody to put the star on the top. Uh, and so uh, there was a ladder there, so I grabbed the star. I went to the top of the ladder. I put the uh, star up on top of the tree, but the top branch of that tree was too floppy, and that star was too heavy, and it kept on leaning over, and they weren't happy with it. And so I grabbed the star, and I threw it, and there's a garbage can about 10 feet away, and I sent it right into the garbage can. Uh, you should have seen Mrs. Brown's face. Uh, she was, and every, all the other ladies were like, what just happened? Uh, and so anyway, I was in trouble over that. Uh, but uh, they, they figured out what they wanted to do. And Brother Billy, I think it was, uh, he went in and put a, uh, something stiff there, uh, a rod of some sort, so it would hold the star up straight. I could care less about all the decorations. Uh, but some, that is a big deal, and they all have to be just right. But Christmas, it is a time where it is hectic. It's busy. There's traveling to go see family. Some are coming in. Uh, Brother Ben's sister's here. Uh, and, and we have family coming in and out. And uh, th- th- those, are, those are wonderful things, but they do add stress. And peace is something that we all want, but peace isn't something that we all have. This morning, I want to do more of just a teaching time, Uh, some some things that I've taught before, uh, usually on a Sunday night or a Wednesday night, Uh, but I want to help us grab a hold of this thing called peace. I want us to know some steps of what I can do that will help bring peace into my life. And, and so here tonight, I'm gonna, or this morning, I'm going to speak to you on the subject, Steps to Christmas Peace. Steps to Christmas Peace. Father, I pray that you'd help us this morning. And uh, Lord, give us what we need as we endeavor to uh, have peace. You have come uh, that we might have peace. We have peace with God. Uh, we can have peace with others. We can have peace within our own soul. And I pray that uh, we would be able to grab some of these truths and apply them in our life. And may this truly be a time, not just in this Christmas season, uh, but day in and day out, may we be able to enjoy the peace that has been offered to us. So bless now, please, for Christ's sake. Amen. 
All right, so here we're going to look at a couple of things that uh, peace is something that the Lord wants us to have. Uh, Philippians uh, chapter 4 and verse 6, he said, be careful for nothing. That word careful there is a word that talks about anxiety. It means anxiety. It means worry. Be careful for nothing, but in everything, by prayer and supplication with thanksgiving, let your request be made known unto God. And the, the peace of God, which passeth all understanding, shall keep your hearts and minds through Christ Jesus. So the Lord wants us to have this peace. He wants us to have peace that passes understanding and it will keep our hearts and our minds. Now, your heart and your mind, the heart and the mind, the spirit, all of those are interchangeable uh, in the scripture. And so uh, your soul, your heart, your mind, uh, and sometimes even spirit is in there as well. Uh, but, but these are all referring to who you are. It's referring to the real you. It is uh, your soul. That is, that's the real you, your thoughts, your mind, your intellect, your personality, your cares, what you care about. And God says, I want my peace that passes all understanding to keep your heart and your mind. And so that, that soul, but he says your heart and your mind. So now he's dealing with who you are as a person, but he's also dealing with your intellect. And our intellect impacts how we feel. What we think impacts our feeling, our emotions. And he goes through and he gives us some instruction of what to think on verse 8 and verse number 9. Uh, he said in verse 9 though, and the God of peace shall be with you. The God of peace shall be with you. Now, we know there are several things that will rob us of our peace. Sin will rob us of our peace. Why will sin rob us of our peace? Because your iniquities have separated between you and your God. And your sins have hid his, his face from you that he will not hear. So when there is sin in our life, uh, open, unconfessed sin, then that is automatically going to separate the Lord from us. And in that void, there is going to be the lack of peace in our life. So we've got to be very mindful. I want to have this peace. Well, I need to make sure that I'm keeping some things out of my life. Uh, sin at any level, uh, it, it has a built-in separation from God, but it also has a built-in punishment. The wages of sin is death. And so uh, there, sin is something that will rob you uh, of your of your peace and uh, sin separates uh, envy and jealousy and bitterness and strife. Uh, sin brings guilt, and guilt will separate us from God. Because when we feel that, and knowing that we have violated God's word and we are not following him, it makes us apprehensive of coming before him. He doesn't want to hear from me. And 
just because of that, that sin. Uh, it has that impact. It, uh, guilt, it robs us of peace uh, of our Lord, and that guilt make, makes us feel unworthy. And when we feel this way, what happens is we avoid places that make us remember that guilt. So we get out of church. We put our Bible not in a conspicuous place. Why? Because just looking at it, you don't even have to pick it up and read it. Just looking at it reminds you of where you're at. The thought to pray, oh, I can't come to God because of my sin. So, so before, we, this is all just introduction, but before we, we ever even get into our peace, we have to realize there are things that are going to just, uh, it's going to rob us of our peace. Sin is one of those things. Fear is one of those things. Seventy times in the Bible that statement, fear not, is used. Fear is a weapon of the devil, and fear will drive us away from God. Our fear will drive us. Sometimes our fear of our circumstances and the situations that we're in, it will cause us to where we, we sort of forget about everything in our faith, trying to fix our problems. And the reality is, uh, coming to the Lord is, is the one hope we have of solving those struggles. But fear and that anxiety and worry, uh, these all rob us uh, of our, of our, of our uh, peace. And so what are some things that we can do? Number one, I want you to see, remember prayer and meditation. Remember prayer and meditation. Uh, here he says, in the peace of God, uh, verse, I'm sorry, Philippians 4, 6, be careful for nothing, but in everything by prayer and supplication with thanksgiving, let your requests be made known unto, the, unto God, and the peace of God which passeth all understanding shall keep your hearts and minds uh, through Christ Jesus. He says that we can come uh, and let our requests be made known unto him. So we have to remember Remember, if I'm going to have peace, I need to keep that relationship with the Lord open. I need to be able to pray and talk to the Lord. Uh, the Lord is the source of peace. The Lord is the source of peace. He is the Prince of Peace. He's the Prince of Peace. His person, his, not just his identity, not just his, his title, who he is, he is peace. Are there people that you get around that they just calm you? Who they are, their presence just brings peace. But then there are people that when you get around, it is anything but peace. And just being around them, all of a sudden, you're, I mean, they're just wound up, and all of a sudden you find yourself like, what is going on? You see, that the Lord is the Prince of Peace. He wants us to have peace. And His presence in our life brings peace to our soul. 
And so we can't have that presence if we're not talking to him. You know, if I didn't talk to this lady right here, and I try not to talk to the one sitting next to her, but uh, my mother-in-law, uh, but uh, uh, no, I, uh, I talk to her. And that relationship, that communication, uh, though sometimes I go into my box, you know, guys, how we are, uh, and, uh, and she'll be talking and she's like, are you listening to me? Oh yeah, honey, I heard everything you said. What did I say? I have no idea, but I heard it all. Uh, and it was sort of white noise, you know? Uh, and so uh, anyway, but we, that communication, uh, that communication is what keeps that relationship close. And our relationship with God, being in his presence is what gives us peace. How can we have peace in some of the turmoils of life? You watch Miss Sarah and Brother Billy and their family. You know what we get to see? We get to see some peace. You know why? Because they're, they're coming to the Lord. And they are recognizing that He is the one that can meet those needs. Our, our situation does not have to be perfect for us to have peace. It's peace that passeth all understanding. So remember uh, prayer and meditation. Uh, Spend time with the Lord. The Lord is the source of peace. Peace with God. He is the one that can give peace with yourself. You know, there's a lot of turmoil that just goes on in our own life. Turmoil nobody else knows anything about. But there's stuff going on. And God will help us He will bring peace into our life so we can have peace with God. We can have peace with self. We can have peace with others. You know, the Lord's principles, they work. They work. And we need to remember, if we want peace in our life, uh, we need to uh, remember prayer and and meditation. Number two, uh, I'll hasten here, cultivate spiritual and social support. You want peace, then cultivate spiritual and social support. As a believer, you need to be getting guidance from spiritual people. You need to be getting support from people that have the same worldview. Because what happens is the world deals with stress differently. The world deals with pressures differently. Now, I am not, I've said this before, I'm not 100% against doctors. But you go to the doctor and you tell him you're stressed, he's going to put you on meds. Am I saying that all meds are wrong? No, I'm not saying that at all. But I'm just telling you, uh, as a believer, there's a a God that we need to come to. And we need to come to him and recognizing that uh, how did people deal with life before 20 years ago when all these psych meds came out? There's a, there's a mentality. If we're not careful, we go to the doctor as though the doctor is God. 
Now go to the doctor if you're sick. And I'm not saying that we don't, there aren't times where we might need some medication. What I am saying is, as a believer, we need to come to the Lord. We need to come to Him and follow the principles that He gives us in His Word. He gives us, wor- he gives us principles on how to deal with stresses in life. He does. He gives us the principles, the recipe, Philippians 4.8. He gives us the recipe on how to, what to think about that does not create and cause anxiety. So, so there are areas where we need to develop this spiritual support. Uh, and with that, uh, make sure that we are coming to the Lord uh, for help. Make sure that we are surrounding ourselves with people that are going to help us. Some are just going to take. You need to have people that are going to come alongside and try to help. Don't isolate yourself. Put yourself in a place where somebody that cares is going to be there for your support. And not, not everybody that says, how are you doing, really means it. Sort of like when you say, how are you doing, you don't really want to know. But there are people that really do care. And they're all across this auditorium. And they do care. And they will do some, anything they can to help you. You need to put yourself, when you are in a place where you are needing peace in your life and your soul is troubled, put yourself around people uh, that will help you. Uh, the local church is a place where you can be helped and guided, uh, a place where we can sing the songs of God, where we can hear the word of God taught and preached, uh, places where uh, people are, 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 they love one another. That's a wonderful thing. So put yourself in a place. Cultivate that spiritual and social support. If you don't cultivate that support system, it won't be there. If you're the first one out the doors, and you don't stand around and talk and greet people, then... When you have that need and you need somebody to be there, there isn't going to be that relationship. Stick around. And I know there are times where we got to get out, but build some relationships, meet some people, know some names. Miss Cindy back here, uh, she came in this morning, I called her by the wrong name. Ugh, I hate that. But I do it. But I, but I work at trying to get people's names. Why? Because I want there to be relationships. You know, in life, we've got we've to cultivate uh, those relationships. Uh, if we want peace, cultivate spiritual and so, so, social uh, support. Number three, reconcile broken relationships. Reconcile broken relationships. Jen's mom just passed away, and we had her funeral yesterday. And as I was there with the family, you can see every family has it. There was 
different groups. And there was some tension. And some of the family had made statements about, hey, we've got to come together. And I, in the, during the service, I said some things about trying to, trying to build those relationships. You know, when you get to the grave of someone that you love, all of a sudden, all the problems seem so small. You want peace in your soul? Reconcile some of those those broken relationships. Do what you can. You can't change them, but you can change it in your soul. You say, well, they don't want to reconcile. Then you make sure that you are reconciled in your own soul. That you don't have any anger, that you don't have any bitterness, that you don't have any jealousy, that there isn't any ill will that is inside your soul. Because if it's there, it's going to rob you of their of peace. Matthew 18 tells us uh, about how to reconcile uh, that conflict and strife. Uh, and Ephesians 4.32 uh, is another relationship, uh, a recipe for broken relationships. And be kind one to another, tenderhearted, uh, can, uh, tenderhearted, forgiving one another, even as God, for Christ's sake, hath forgiven you. And, uh, and trying, to, uh, trying to restore some of those relationships. Number four. Serve others. Serve others. You want peace? Do something for somebody else. Do something for somebody else. Well, I'm trying to get peace. I want people to do something for me. But as soon as we start serving others, what we find is we forget about ourselves. You know what? You grab a hold of this thing and now there's fulfillment in your life. There's peace in your life. You know, it's better to give than to receive. And and when we are serving, what we find is there is just a peace that comes uh, doing something for some somebody other. And this next one ties together. Give. You can't you can't serve without giving. You give of yourself. You give of your time. You give of your talents, you give of your resources. Luke 6, 38, give and it shall be given unto you. Good measure, pressed down, shaken together and running over. What do we find? We find the law of sowing and reaping is, it impacts everything in life. You sow and you are going to reap what you sow. You give and what you're going to find is, that you are going to receive. Uh, you serve, you're going to find that you receive. Uh, give. Uh, and with that, uh, there is emotional health that comes in giving. There's joy that comes in giving. The people that enjoy Christmas the most are the ones that are watching other people enjoy what you gave them. I mean, there's just great joy there. And, and it brings uh, happiness, it brings health into your life. Uh, Acts 20, 35, it is more blessed to give than to receive. Uh, and so serve others, give. Number six, rest. If you want peace, you have to rest. You have to rest. 
It is so anti-American. I mean, we fill our calendars full. And with those full calendars, what do we do? We put more pressure on ourselves. You know when Elijah finished with the, uh, the prophets on top of Mount Carmel? And they had that contest there and 450 prophets of Baal and uh, they, they had that prayer contest and they offered the sacrifice and, and uh, Elijah finishes, he prays a 63 word prayer, fire comes down from heaven, consumes the sacrifice, consumes the wood, the altar, laps up all the water that was there uh, and right after that, uh, they kill all the false prophets. And when, when that takes place, Jezebel is after Elijah. What happens? She says, your, your life is going to be as the prophets are by this time tomorrow. She said, you don't have 24 hours to live. I'm going to kill you. And what, what happened? God just removed Elijah and when he removed him from that area, what we find is, in 2 Kings, we find that he rests. There's something about rest that helps our soul deal with the pressures of life. When we are exhausted, we make terrible decisions. Have you ever made bad decisions? I have. All right? And when you make bad decisions, oftentimes you just weren't, you weren't thinking clearly. But why weren't you thinking? Clearly because you were exhausted. You were pulled in so many different directions. And in doing so, uh, you made a, a rash decision. Uh, with that, we find that just some rest, it gives us the ability the ability to deal with the pr pressures of life. So 1 Kings 19, verses 2 through 8, I'm not going to read them just for time's sake, uh, but, but these are the verses that we find where uh, Elijah now is, is running, uh, and God gave him some downtime there. He fed him, he gave him rest, and in doing so, uh, he was able to deal with the pressures. Uh, I was just in my, uh, my computer this week, and, uh, and with that, I had bunch of a bunch of different windows open i tell my wife don't don't keep all those windows open close some of them things and i i probably had 20 or 25 tabs open uh in my browser and so i'm working and i'm jumping i was studying things out and so i've got all these different browsers open and i'm jumping from one thing to the next well then i needed to go back and look at my calendar to make sure i was still on track of uh, what my next appointments were and i i clicked on my calendar and my calendar had been closed and there was just a little window there saying this tab has been closed because it was requiring too much uh, too too high of resources or something like that. Uh, and what happened was it was draining the RAM of my computer and it started closing things down. You know, we've got to sometimes go through and close some things down in our own life. You know, you're not going to get everything done. 
And the things that scream for our attention to get done right now are almost always the things that don't really matter. And we've got to stop and look at our priorities and see what those priorities are. And rest is one way that helps us. So, so here, these are some things uh, that will help us uh, to get uh, peace in our life. And lastly, show grace. If you want to have peace in your life, show grace to others. You know, the Lord shows grace to us. And we're glad that he does. Grace, he, he gives us what we don't deserve. But sometimes we are the recipient of God's grace, and then we expect perfection out of everybody else. Extend that grace to others. You know what you'll find? It brings peace in your own soul. Why? Because you're not frustrated. If you don't give any grace, you're going to be frustrated. If, you, if you're somebody that likes to see things getting done, and then you see things not getting done, if you don't give any grace, you are going to be miserable. You're going to be all wound up. You're going to be frustrated. And the problem is you're frustrated at people. And when we are frustrated with people, what happens? We say things we shouldn't say. We act ways that's hurtful. And now all of a sudden we, we damage relationships, which creates a whole other pressure. And what do we find? We have less peace. Show grace. Show grace. Seven things here this morning that we looked at that will help us have peace. The Lord has come. Peace on earth. What a wonderful thing. Peace in our marriage. What a wonderful thing. Peace in our home. Peace in our relationships. Peace. God wants us to have it. You want it. Well, let's make sure that we are, we are following some of these recipes that will help bring peace uh, into uh, our lives here. So uh, we look at these things this morning. Uh, if we're going to have peace, uh, remember prayer and meditation. Cultivate spiritual and social support. Reconcile broken relationships. Serve others. Give, rest, and show grace. And what we'll find is that peace that passes understanding will keep our heart. It'll keep our mind. It will help us not have all that stress. Now, Christmas time, stressful time. Pastor, I can't do all that. Then grab one. Grab a hold of one. What one can you take away from here? And, and help that area in your life so you can have peace. Now, the greatest peace that anybody can have, first and foremost, is peace with God. 
And if you're here this morning and you don't know Christ as your personal Savior, the Bible is clear. You don't have peace with God. The Bible says that, that we are, before salvation, we are at enmity with God. What that means is we are God's enemy. Jesus looked at the Pharisees and he said, ye are of your father the devil. What was he saying? They had a, they had a different birthright. They were, they were not born again. And with that, they were condemned, just as Satan was condemned. That sin had to be dealt with for there to be peace with God. And if, you're, if, you're, if you have never put your faith in Jesus Christ as your personal Savior, then let me encourage you, put your faith in him today. Because he has done everything that needs to be done for us to have peace. Father, I pray that you'd bless now in this time. And Lord, thank you for these that are here. And help all of us uh, to have peace. As I look around, uh, Lord, these people, many of them, I know uh, their testimony of salvation. Uh, but Lord, some I do not know. Uh, but you know and they know. And I pray that if there's one here today that does not know you, may they trust you uh, as, as their Savior. Uh, Lord, maybe there's some people here this morning that they are struggling in their soul. They don't have that peace. And I pray that uh, you, would, you would bring peace to their soul. And uh, may these truths help them as they go through their daily life, help us to have peace. But Lord, whatever the decision is that need to be made, I pray today that you would help us to draw closer to you. For Christ's sake, we pray. Amen. Let's stand.